is Chris Jansen. Welcome to the End Evil Podcast. Well, uh, it's, it was a crazy year, 2020. I think everybody kind of was losing their mind one way or another. Um, but if you're listening to this, you made it through. Stupid and and they're, they're making mistakes and people are start, starting to awake. Based. There is a science of human freedom. It's also a spiritual journey. Uh, a person under hypnosis will start to f- know, see that there's something wrong. Something is wrong. Uh, it's great that you know what you've come to know, but until uh, there's an outlet for that information and you start creating and putting your creations out into the world to teach other people so that they can become as knowledgeable as you. Um, life. What is encouraging life is good. That which takes away from life and growth and creativity is not good. That's. Hello, hello. Welcome to the End Evil Podcast. This is Chris Jansen. Uh, evil is the destruction of freedom. This podcast is dedicated to the book, The End of All Evil by Jeremy Locke, and the work of Mark Passio on whatonearthishappening.com. And today I'm here streaming live with my friend and co, co-producer, um, Will Keller. We got today um, Aaron's helping us out, connecting us to the One Great Work Network. Dot com where you can check us out. We're streaming live on Twitch, and I think we're on YouTube. What's up, Will? Thanks for coming, my brother. What's up, brother? Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm it's a huge been... fan of your podcast, man. You're consistent every week, just dropping knowledge, man. I love it. Just try to do something. You're always there kind of backing me up and, and um, giving me a slap on the back, and that helps a lot, man. I, I really appreciate that. Keeps me going. For sure, man. That's awesome. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah, and because, you know, um, you've been such an inspiration to me and kind of like an upbeat pick-me-up part of my life, I was thinking this week it'd be fun to work on the more positive aspects of what we do with, with the End Evil Project and um, with what you do too as well and look at, at um, what we have to offer and what we have as hope for people that are seeing these problems in the world that we discuss. And I think that hope is really a renaissance. And so I came up with the title for this episode, the renaissance of reason. And I'm curious to see just, you know, when you saw those words, what, what did that put in your head? What did that make you think about? Will? I love it. I, that's a great title because for a couple things, we do need a renaissance, a revival of rebirth of ourselves, right? This is about remembering and getting to know ourselves People have to keep in mind that the great work is it's ancient, first of all, and first and foremost, it's in, in, internal. It expresses and we align with natural law, the laws of nature, the uh, the foundation, the format, the territory is consciousness, our mind, our body and our soul. We have to do that inner work and then we express it outwards, externally and that expression is art. That's what it is. And, and there's unlimited forms. You know, people think that, you know, doing the, the one great work is about, you know, video podcasts. 
And that's, I mean, that is for us, it is right. We, we like communicating this via video and audio and stuff, but for someone else, it could be painting. It could be dancing, um, singing, you know, writing anything, working with children, um, talking about health, gardening. There's, I mean, there's unlimited possibilities of what the expression could be. It's because it's our, it's our ultimate potential. It's our soul path. That's what the great work is. But first it comes internally and we have to align with natural law, with nature. And, um, and then from there we can output and express it. I had, I had a, um, pretty special opportunity a couple of years ago to go on a trip to Europe and I went to London. In France, and at that time, I happened to be reading this book called *The Great Cross of Hendai* or Hendai. I don't know exactly know how you pronounce it, but I heard about that book through um, what on earth is happening. Mark Passio brought it up in one of his shows, and then because I was going on this long trip where I was going to be traveling to, um, you know, on the plane for many hours, I thought, oh, it'd be nice to have a big, big, thick book that gets my brain going. And so I ordered that book, didn't really know what it was about. turns out it's all about, you know, the whole history of alchemy. And it was really interesting, and it talked a lot about um, the cathedrals that were built through certain periods of time in history and the amazing um, growth, what, what we call the Renaissance during the period of the Renaissance from the Middle Ages forward. We had this amazing growth where people were building in a way that people had never built before, or if they had, you know, there was no evidence of anything quite like it. And part of what was so amazing about these cathedrals and these buildings was the way they let light in. Um, mm. It was embracing light and bringing it in to where you just stand in this huge room. And so I got the opportunity to stand in some of these like castles and churches, and and you look. There's nothing I've seen on this side of the world that's anything close to some of these structures and amazing things that were built during that period of time. And so what happened, you know, what brought about this amazing period of time in history where people were doing things that, you know, previously hadn't been done maybe forever or, you know, since humans could remember that, you know, there was this sort of flowering, this growth. And and I'm kind of seeing some hints, even within all the things that I see as terrible going on in our world, and there's a degradation going on in society. On the other hand, there's this hint now of this rebirth, this flowering. That, that I'm pretty excited about. And um, one of the reasons I brought this up is because you and I, Will, and our friends are working on the Funnel Conference, and I want to talk about that a little bit later. But um, I'm wearing my seed shirt today, you know, and that was um, our friend Brandon um, Martin, and he mm-hmm. put together with his family, Brandon and uh, um, Douglas and um, Nate, Cap. He, Nate, all those guys worked together and um, – they came together and put this conference out. That was pretty awesome and fantastic. And, you know, I remember the, the free your mind concert con, um, conferences that used to occur, but I'm seeing this whole kind of revival now of these things happening more. You know, there was the work of Derek bros recently. Um, I've been watching these COVID revealed um, things that are coming out. There's people that are getting together that are even a little bit more mainstream than, and they're, you know, sharing their skills and sharing their strengths. So, you know, um, I think a good thing to talk about here is what are the tactics and strategies for those of us who are kind of separating from the mainstream 
into a rebirth of our new lifestyle. What's that going to look like? You got any ideas on that, Will? Well, since this title is the renaissance of reason, that's what we need to use is reason, that rational thought process of the higher order thinking. And, um, you know, we're seeing this split and this divide in society. And a part of, a part of it is accepting it and almost embracing it because there's a lot of positives that are going on even in this, you know, this shitty period, um, you know, with the whole DVOC 19, um, you and I connected in the beginning of all this, right? We formed our, our autonomous group. So there's like-minded individuals that are coming together. It's the, it's a very apparent where people at and their state of mind, what level of consciousness they are. You're either working and for towards freedom or you're promoting and supporting slavery. And that's becoming more apparent. And, you know, we can kind of band together and collaborate with like-minded individuals. We need that. This is, you know, unity and cooperation. This is what we want to see in the world. And it's, uh, I'm all for, you know, people coming together and, and, you know, starting websites, podcasts, you know, band together with, with someone that you connect with and, uh, and express yourself that way. But, um, yeah, it, it's phenomenal to see these these events that are going on. And I think people need to keep in mind that right now it's extremely important to do that internal work. Um, I already mentioned that already, but we have to be balanced. And this is another reason why I love our autonomous group that we do weekly is because it's a support system as well where we can, you know, we can talk about what we're going through and and ground ourselves in balance. So connecting with people, with humans and and the earth, it's extremely important. So that's something people need to keep in mind and strive for. I'm glad you brought up connection with the earth too. That's one reason I really love um the tree of life symbol that I'm use here and um it's real important to me to spend time in nature you know, to be thankful. And um, I tend to find other people more like minds. They also like nature. Uh, And I think something you brought up in the very beginning is something I like to call creative energy. It's like source energy. When you connect with that energy, amazing things can happen. Synchronicities can happen. You can meet people that you wouldn't meet otherwise. But it does take a certain amount of initiative on our part to um, put ourselves in that flow where those things can happen. And that's kind of why I brought up the trip I was talking about, you know, when I was reading that book, um, The Great Cross of Hendai. And all of a sudden I'm in southern France, and I realized that right on the part of the book I'm in, when I'm starting to get to that part of the book, all of a sudden I'm finding pages about stuff in southern France. And I'm in southern France, and I got a free day. So I start going to some of the places that are in the black and white pictures in my book, um, and it just kind of all worked out in this weird, awesome way. And and that synchronicity thing I've experienced ever since I began doing this um, End Evil podcast in little ways. Every time I get a little frustrated or disappointed with my progress, you know, putting that podcast or be, becoming a podcaster, I'll talk to someone or someone will reach out to me and say, oh, thank you for making the show or some little pat on the back will happen, you know, and, and then I've also managed to make new friends. Like I said, I met you from creating my videos 
And um, where I live now is just my whole life has changed. I've gone through um, quite a change. And on that note, I did look up the word renaissance. Um, in terms of the etymology, it says in here that an earlier term for it was revival of learning. And I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Um, but it basically means a rebirth, to grow anew, to be reborn. And I think um, things have changed so drastically in the last couple of years that we're sort of forced to relearn ourselves. A lot of people are relearning their career or learning a new career. A lot of people are starting a new relationship, ending another one. And it's causing us to sort of rise to this occasion and push ourselves <clears throat> in new ways. And I think, you know, I totally agree with you. Like I'm starting to go more on the end evil podcast in a holistic approach towards becoming a better person all around. Because ultimately, that's the only solution. And from my point of view, that also means doing more filtering. And that's something I've been recommending. I'd like to hear your point of view on it. I personally really try to keep a lot of media out of my head these days. I'm not following what all everybody's saying anymore. Sometimes I do watch, like I said, we were, we were watching the COVID revealed. You know, I'll watch certain things. But I'm kind of careful what inputs I let come into my psyche these days because I think we really, those of us who want to be part of this rebirth, we really need to start focusing more on the solutions and what we can do in our own realm of sphere of influence. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a great point. Um, and I agree with you. I'm very reserved and cautious what I let come into my psyche. That doesn't mean that I'm, I'm ignorant to what is going on. I just know the tactics and the strategies that um, mainstream media, any type of media, you know, people need to understand polarization and how this operates. You know, I mean, you can it doesn't matter if it's alternative or what you have to break it down to its to its core root message and the mind. It's really easy to get fixated on a certain topic and, you know, stay polarized within that topic. So. Um, having the foundation of principles, I filter everything through its base. If it's if it's moral, uh, if it aligns in nature, if it's natural, um, and I I only hold you know symptom symptomatic pieces of information for just a short period of time. But um, you know it's part of the mental diet as well. You know taking cutting off the TV. I don't you know I don't watch TV. I might catch a flick here and there. You know on my own terms. Um, but, um, everything is about energy. So, you know, that's why I'm not into sports, going to movie theaters, that kind of stuff. These are all funneling your energy, your loose, your life force energy. And it's all about controlling your perception that this is what the news does, right? Wants you to make, makes you feel like this is the new thing. In reality, it's mind control. It's what it is. So, really important to break your habits down on a daily basis. This is what it means to have, to be spiritual. And you know, the ritual in spiritual is about what you do on a daily basis. It's all about the now and write it out. And, and you know, if you're coming home and you're on the, the black mirror phone for four or five hours straight, you know, that's not healthy. So there's, there's multiple levels of this and you have to bring it into your conscious mind to be aware of it and then break it down from there. So I think it's really important that people think about that. Think about what, 
um, who's around them, who they, they communicate with, um, you know, partners. That's, I think that's why we're seeing relationships kind of go take a split as well. People, a lot of people are breaking up in this time. Um, yet a lot of people are getting together on the right terms, like-minded individuals, same, same frequency and stuff. And that's good to uplift each other. But, um, when you're in a relationship and it's polarized, that becomes unhealthy. So health's a big topic. I love how you're, you're, you're taking the holistic approach. That's really important. Yeah, like it's mental, you know, it, it, it's physical and it's spiritual. And so often in our society, the whole spiritual end gets um, categorized as woo-woo or out there, you know, and that's kind of like the main drive of the End Evil podcast. And, you know, all the all the stuff I work on is to try to encourage people to realize that the divine connection, the source energy is the reality. Okay, everything else is built off of that. So if we kind of get in touch with that, then other things start making more sense. And um, I don't know. I've had this experience to where I'm. I I am a humble person. I don't go around trying to act like I know everything. But since I've really felt solidified about using the term natural law and understanding what that means. I feel like a clarity on decision making and um, what's what I, what I should do or what I shouldn't do on in a lot of areas earlier in life that I would have been confused about. So I think what we're doing is relearning the basics of how to walk, you know. But instead of walking in the physical world, I'm talking about the walk of life, the walk of reality. There's always this underlying question in reality, like, what is this? Why are we here? Why are we experiencing that? You know, and there's so many questions and confusions that the modern world is just inundated with the confusion and just give up. Like, you know, that's kind of like, I think, where a lot of people are at with it. There's just too much. There's too much information. There's too much to think about. Um, philosophy is just a bunch of ideas and none, none of it ever leads anywhere. But, um, I think we can find a very rooted, very grounded, based in nature, like you said, um, answers to questions. And that's partly what we talked about is having good community, the people we talk to and where we send, where we let our brain go. And then um, using things like meditation, breathing practices, exercise, you can tune in to the natural frequency that already exists, the radio of the earth. You know, and things um, make more sense. They just are easier to solve. And I don't know, I've experienced, like I said, synchronicities, like I talked about on that trip, you know, where things just sort of fell into place and um, so many times in life. And but but it's also about taking the, those little leaps of faith and those little steps of um, doing something that's difficult to do, kind of stepping out of our comfort zone, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Um, compassion, right? We need compassion, willpower, and courage because dark days ahead and we're going to need those, those three to, to push forward. It's, you're right. It's, it is a rebirth. We are returning to that which is. We are, we are nature, right? But a lot of people are slowly pulling from that on a mental, level and a physical level with all the shit that they put in their bodies right so it's the 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 natural world is constantly communicating with us and if we can tune 
our radio into the the signal for like you said clarity then you know we start to recognize more patterns which is a higher awareness so yeah you know like um being reasonable used to mean a thing that it can't really mean right now because we're part of the new normal um <laughs> because you know like what we would call common sense in the past it doesn't apply anymore because some people are just straight up from my point of view saying the sky is orange now accept it or be excommunicated from our reality and you're like well i don't care who you are or what you're saying the sky's not orange it never was and it never will be and here's my examples of that well a perfect example something i don't harp on a lot is 6 foot distancing or 3 foot distancing or 12 foot you know distancing it's all absolutely ridiculous. No one was ever able to do it. No one ever will be able to do it. It's impossible. It never happened. Not in one store, not in one town. You know, you know, maybe out in Alaska, people get six foot distance most of the time. <laughs> but for the rest of people, it's just not a practical or realistic thing. And yet, you know, we had the pretense of that's what we were doing, you know. Um, another perfect example was masks. You know, that drove me crazy. There's so much evidence that cloth masks are useless, maybe even detrimental, probably detrimental um, for a lot of reasons. And yet, you know, people will swear up and down and force you to do it, even though it's asinine. And then you can be in a restaurant standing right next to someone who's wearing or not wearing. So many situations I could bring up where these situations are absolutely ridiculous. There's no common sense to it. You know, one of the craziest ones I saw was, the beaches of Sonoma County were closed for a period of time um, due to COVID. And when they opened, we went on the website and we looked at, you know, the what were the precautions? You know, they were saying, you're allowed to come to the beach. Okay, you're allowed to play volleyball. You're allowed to fish, but no sunbathing. <laughs> on all, it, no sunbathing. Like, why? What the hell? Isn't sunbathing one of the most healthy things that that you could do. Obviously this wasn't about health, you know, it's just like we could go on and on pointing out things that are unreasonable that, you know, where common sense has kind of gone out the window. So how do we revive common sense or being reasonable? That, I mean, that's a tricky thing. Got any ideas? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, I mean, suffering is the ultimate teacher and uh, I do, I do think that a lot of people are going to suffer and, and, and die in this in this way as well, suffering and come back here again and and do it again and do it again. Uh, ultimately, uh, we're here to inspire. You, I mean, we can't force anyone to do this, right? We can't do it for them. We can't do the work for them, but we can try to influence and inspire them to take that second look, to have that respect. Um, we're being violated on a daily basis, and people don't understand. They don't remember. And they don't know who they are and what they are. They don't know that they are a sovereign being. They're choosing slavery. They're making that free will choice. But people like us that understand how the natural world works, we know that we, our birthright is sovereignty. And we do not accept domination and we are not slaves. And that voice needs to get louder and more aggressive. Um, so, but the that's the problem. Like the people 
they're going to have to suffer a lot of people before they finally get it. They're being used and abused. They're kept into um, the the R complex of just survival, right? This is not truly living. You you are in the reptile mind. You're not you're not actually utilizing the the human parts of the the body and the and the brain. You know, so it's like they they're not picking up these these patterns, and uh, you know, unfortunately, they they're harming other people by doing that by supporting and condoning th- these violations of of freedom and sovereignty. Um, so you know that's why I'm all for you know communities start building communities, and um, you know, like I said, there's a part of accepting this divide in society. But also not rolling over. I am 100% not for pacifism. Um, the self-defense principle is live and well and needs to be activated right now for sure. And this is where the courage comes into play and the willpower, that will to drive forward, the will to stand up. You know, it's like, Chris, we talk about it. You know, how many times you walk into a store, you're the only one wearing a mask. I talk to people and they're like, yeah, I know I should do that. Like, but I just feel weird. You know, I just feel awkward. I don't want anyone, I don't want any attention on me. That's see, that is a lack of willpower, right? It's has nothing to do with arrogance or nothing. That's respect and self love. And by one doing that, you are influencing and possibly inspiring for the next person to say, yeah, that's right. Fuck that. I'm taking the mask off. I'm not a slave, you know, but they have to make that connection. That's why this is what we do ultimately by talking about freedom, natural rights, sovereignty, natural law. This is we're here to inspire. We don't need leaders. That's, you know, I got I have a presentation coming up. Uh, that talks about freedom and a huge chunk of it is we need to get out of this this concept of leaders even in the freedom and truth movement we don't need leaders what we need is inspiration that's what we need as soon as you commit to leader a leader then you stop using logic and reason and you're just following at that point because that's what a leader does it leads people so we we need it's cool that both the word inspiration and and um, initiative both start with in, you know the journey begins with in, right? Yeah. And so that's you know we need to take the initiative, and that's difficult to do because we've all grown up in this society where we're so um, used to, we're so trained and conditioned to always kind of look to the expert, to look to the person that knows, and uh, oh, I'm not, I'm nobody, you know, I'm just, you know. This one little guy, I don't have very much information. I'm not an expert. You know, I, I don't know what the doctors know. You know, people look at doctors like they're some kind of gods, you know. And you get to know a doctor and they, yeah, they have some expertise that you don't have. But they also don't have expertise that others of us have. And the amazing thing about this community building thing, and I'm already seeing some of this going on in my local community, as with on my online community, um, people are beginning to learn to say, okay, what kind of skills do we have here in this group? Let's list our skills. You know, what kind of things do you do? Oh, I, you know, I'm really good at, you know, doing carpentry work. And Will, you know, he's like, oh, I put in blinds. Oh, okay. Um, let's do a trade. You know, you, you put in my door and I'll put in your blinds. And so when we start having these type of community interactions, we get this kind of 
weaving effect and we can start filling in the spaces where um, there's not going to be services for some of us in the future. You know, if we don't go along with the program, if we don't want to take a vaccine or we don't want to carry around a passport or, you know, have our heads scanned with the barcode or shot with a laser or whatever the next thing it is, you know, some of us are going to say, no, we're going to employ the self-defense principle, but we're going to get destroyed if we're all alone trying to do that by ourselves. But if we're together in groups and there's a lot of us, then, you know, then they don't stand a chance. Anyone trying to come in and, um, coerce us into doing something that we'd rather not do. And really that's a really simple fundamental thing about freedom is that you don't even have to agree with what I'm saying. All you have to do is agree with, um, the, the, principle of freedom, the principle that freedom is important, you know, mm. the very principle that we're supposed to be protecting one another's sovereign right to live somewhere and choose how they want to conduct their business and take care of their own body as long as they're not hurting others. So that should be really simple and basic. But um, you brought up something else I want to get into, and that is something I've been doing some thinking about. And you were pointing out how people are kind of behaving at a um, a certain level. We're used to living at a survival, our complex brain um, level, which is kind of like um, being at the level of an animal in some ways. And it's interesting because I've had this conversation with people trying to figure out what really is the difference between animals and humans. And many people I've had a discussion with will say that there is no difference. We're just mm-hmm. animals. And I know from my experience and study and knowledge that, nope, there's something that I can do that animals can't do. And it has sometimes I have a little bit of a hard time. I'm trying to put that together in my presentation, actually. Um, they're working for the funnel conference. But I'm um, curious your thoughts on this. What makes us different from animals? And, um, you know, yeah, what, what is really the difference? Mm. Man, yeah, this could be a whole presentation on this topic. Phenomenal topic, but let's, let's talk about, and this is a huge theme in occultism, right? This is kind of how I got into this information was, you know, studying the occult, uh, the occult knowledge. There's, there's levels of consciousness, right? And first of all, you know, I'm an, I'm an animist and the animus, animism, Right is the the knowing that consciousness is supreme is the all everything has life and consciousness is the source right the all is mind so looking at things at the level of consciousness we can break down the categories where you have the mineral kingdom the plant kingdom the animal kingdom and the human kingdom just looking at um. Looking at humans and animals, we can just look at basic brain function, right? Where humans have the, the frontal lobe that is responsible for higher order thinking. This is logic and reason, right? This is, this is why your cat, your dog, you know, can't do complex, um, critical thinking or problem solving, right? And, mammals have the mammalian brain and also in our complex the brain stem as well so and but they animals have a wide they have the whole almost the whole range of emotions right these very sentient and and 
amazing beings that, that can feel on a deep level, but they, but they cannot, they're not at the level of consciousness due to their physiology. Um, they don't have that, that higher order thinking of logic and reason. And we might have to talk about the body for a minute, right? So, and, and really mainly the brain, because the brain is like the receiver, even though the whole body works in tandem for our, for our human experience. If we look as consciousness as source, this is the signal. The body, mainly the brain as, is a radio. You used this analogy earlier, right? And we can tune in to the frequency. So, if animals don't have the certain component, they have a more basic radio, right? They're, you know, 1950s, 40s radio, right? And now we're here in, in, you know, the, the 21st century with, with a different type of radio where we can tune into a stronger, more clear, uh, frequency. So that's my point. My, my, might be a crude analogy, but, um, that higher order thinking allows us, uh, for our consciousness to be more vast and, and, uh, and stronger as well. So we can operate on a different level. Um, but there's tons of other things we can get into, but this is why, you know, when we talk about natural law and, and people want to combine animals and humans, right? Well, you know, the, the, the lion uh, took down the gazelle in, um, the African safari, you know, is karma gonna, gonna reach that? That lion, it's like, no, we're talking about levels of consciousness, completely different. And this is why the occultism is super important to dive into this and get down to the, the nitty details. So there, there, it's a whole different realm of consciousness and reality. And, you know, it takes a certain amount of discipline to want to interpret reality. And, and I think that's kind of where a lot of folks are stuck. Because a modern culture will have you believe that um, reality is really this very materialistic kind of simplified version of what those of us that have gone deeper have realized that, you know, it, it goes on forever. It's, it's infinite. There's really no limit to what your mind and your spirit can experience and learn. And what's kind of sad is I've, it's occurred to me that, you know, in this time we're living in, I brought this up with John last week when we were discussing um, the apocalypse. You know, we live in a time when there's more information and books and documentaries than have ever existed in all of history. You know, it's all culminated to this point now where you have this wild, extreme library of human experience that goes back for quite a long ways. Um, I mean, who knows what the Library of Alexandria had in it that got destroyed, mm. right? But yeah. You know, we have an amazing culmination right now of information that can be discovered and looked through and read and talked about and digested and discussed and argued over. Yet it's like um, our modern society or culture seems to be doing the opposite where we're, they're trying to weed out information and only allow people to look at certain things and um, encourage this kind of sleepy state. I have this book here you gave me, Will great book, um, The Stellar Man. And I think a lot about how John Baines put it with the sombolistic, I think was the word he used, something like salmon. Maybe you can say it better than I do. But he's mm. describing the sort of zombie state that most humans are living in. And the I think... The hypnagogic, the hypnagogic trance. Yeah, it, it kind of is closer to 
the psyche of what we might see in an animal, you know, like where they do have emotions and reactions. Sure. And maybe that's why some people say we are like humans because most humans are kind of living in that state. But what, what I'm trying to excite in people and inspire and motivate is this potential we have, this amazing potential we have to do more. We have times in our very recent history in the Renaissance where we can see people were encouraging and doing just that through philosophy, through the arts, study of literature, study of words. I mean, memory. People used to have contests and like it was like a level of showing how amazing of a human you were, that how much things you could remember and recite, you know, and we're, we're kind of going the other way in modern times. Like, I don't need to remember anything. It's all the internet anyway, which is, is bad. You know, we need to condition ourselves. And then there's the physical aspect too, which is huge, but um, yeah. I know I'm a little bit all over the place, but this is kind of, um, it's an exciting time and there's a lot to think about how we can consolidate our energy. So, um, I want to touch on something though, cause you're absolutely right. The majority of people are like animals. They're at that level of consciousness, right? This is what, this is what consciousness is doing. We're working our way up to the levels, right? So, so the, the, the animal can, step into that human experience next go around of, of carnation on this, on this, this field, this reality field, right? But the majority of people are not accessing that higher order thought function of consciousness. So they're, they're in, they're being ruled by their emotions like an animal. They're in that mammalian brain that, that operates feelings and emotion. Or they're in the R complex, the brainstem, the reptilian mind, which is just fight or flight. We can observe this in just in society, right? Walk out your door, go to the store or something. You can see people scared as, as shit. They're not truly accessing the, that human dynamic. This is why the social engineers and the dark occultists called them the dead because they're not truly human. They're not truly living. You know, looking at it at a, at a consciousness, a conscious awareness level. And so you're right. They, you know, looking at it that way. Yeah. The majority of people are animals. They're at that level. Um, and you know, like you said, with the Renaissance, this, that was a great time of, of creation, creating art and influencing had a huge impact on people. And this is why we need to step into that creative essence. Um, and and create art. And I think so, part yeah. of that is just kind of encouraging people and recognizing that that's possible. Because I think a lot of the problem we're seeing is that just people haven't been made aware of what's possible, what the potential is, and they're kind of complacent with expectations. You know, I, I know I've experienced that in my own life. That's why I brought up earlier, you know, how discovering the concept of natural law and letting that sink in was like, oh, yeah. You know, that's huge. That's very important. That's everything. But no one had really um, introduced me to that way of thinking my whole life until I discovered it. Um, on yeah, that, that was part of your, your sole purpose, right? Yeah. It's like we, we, we take we're on these Dharma paths that, you know, you're here 
in this lifetime to learn a certain lesson and go through certain trials to clear karmic karmic debt that you did, you know, through generational, I mean, not generational, through just the, working through the past lives and the levels of consciousness. This is what generational mind control is. The grandfather used to get emotionally or physically abused. So he did that to his son. And now, you know, his son does it to, to his son. It just, it keeps getting passed down and down. And we keep recurring all of this karmic debt. And so, you know, that's why the suffering is just going to build up and build up and build up until natural law will, like a rubber band, it's going to snap back. And there, there will be the, that reckoning. Um, but for someone like you, where you already had more of, you had a different level of awareness. Is looking at archetypes, we can see the characteristics of consciousness, right? This is the, the, like you have the seeker archetype where you, you're open and, and that seeker is available. So as soon as you came across some information that totally just sparked your whole, your whole existence and you went straight down the path. A lot of people aren't there yet and might not get there this lifetime, but you don't know who you're going to influence. And that's why, you know, when people go, Oh, I'm not getting, you know, a few hundred likes or I'm not getting my views aren't up. You don't know who you're influencing. I mean, it one would be good enough. If you changed one person's life, that would be good enough. But we ultimately, we, you know, we're trying to do this and, and to, to, to get as many people as possible to, to take that initiative because they have to do the work. It's, it's about knowing your self worth, right? People don't understand how powerful they powerful they are. They are. Yeah, I've often thought of speaking of um, allegory. You know, I think symbols and allegory are one of the best ways to begin to condition your mind to you know think about these bigger thoughts and inner thoughts. But um, you know, if you drop a pebble in water and look at the ripple effect, it just keeps going and going. And someone clear on the other side of the lake is going to see that ripple. And, you know, I had just today, somebody made a little comment on my YouTube channel, um, you know, appreciating some of the work on my YouTube channel. I think her name was Anna. And just the way she wrote it, you know, it came from the heart. It like, I, I honestly, I had tears in my eyes. I was like, wow, thank you. You know, someone been watching this thing I created and then they took the time to write on there and say, hey, this is affecting me and giving me inspiration and motivation. And I'm like, wow, that's what I've been trying to do, you know, and someone's saying it's working. And it's it made about, me man. feel yeah. like, you know, emotional, you know, and, and in a good way. Um, before I put this book down, I had a cool um, thing bookmarked here. He says, um, John Baines, we refer to the internal nature of man, to his emotions, instincts, and passions, which are really his masters. The only possible freedom in this life is freedom from one's own passions. Because as long as they dominate us, we will be mere puppets who obey the ebb and flow of the passionate states of the masses. Exactly. Emotional mind control. As I think, so I feel, so I act. In that order. Because it's all about the first principle of natural law. Mentalism, you know, the all is mind. It's all about your state of mind. Most people don't understand that concept, especially the masses. They are ruled by their emotions. 
just like how we talked about the level of consciousness consciousness as an animal right they they're being ruled from how they feel they listen to information and they judge it on how it on how they feel about it you know without using reason logic and reason so that true words man it, it's it's dead on dead on and it's sure. not to say that there's anything wrong with having passions you know um i have a passion now for doing these podcasts and and um writing down these thoughts and sharing philosophy with people um and that's not a bad thing that's a good passion right so when he's talking about being ruled by our passions um you know i think what it has to do with is what what inspires your passion is it coming from within within like we talked about so part of my passion is the idea that we're all part of this um interconnected web of life and if if i'm aligned with that and i'm putting my energy into source creative um heart-based energy then I'm contributing to all of life, right? And then all of life is is going to be like an open conduit where, you know, I'm getting energy from that situation, but I'm passionate about being part of it. So um, I guess what I'm getting at is there is a level of giving up the self, of, of sacrifice, of doing what's best for everyone. But on the other hand, that same phrase gets twisted to mean like in terms of socialism or communism what's best for all you know give up yourself and that's not what i'm getting at at all that but it's an important distinction maybe you can state it better than than i am do you, you know what i'm getting at there will yeah well yeah when when you align yourself you know it's all about self-mastery this is what we're here to do to to become moral beings and to achieve our soul desire, our, our soul path, meaning you're here to learn a certain lesson, right? And there's going to be a caveat I'm going to say after this, but, and this is where the problem comes in. If you're here to be a great painter, right? You need to, you need to pursue that and do what your soul path is. And by, by doing that, Right. Becoming a master, a painter, you're giving back to the aggregate of consciousness in society. Right. But you but you have to be in alignment with yourself. Right. And not what he means about not letting, you know, passions rule over you. You know, we can see this. This is a big problem nowadays. It's the same thing about with, you know, um, emotions controlling people. Um, for instance, porn, porn's a big problem, right? Completely just taking that life force creative energy out of, out of a lot of men and women, right? For an egoic purpose. And people are slaves to that when they could be using that to better themselves and, you know, advancing their skill or something like that. So, um, the social engineers always twist and turn stuff. They can't create anything new. They just manipulate truths and and turn everything against people um so but yeah ultimately when we when we align ourselves and we become better people then we want to give our our talents and our gifts to to others to better society this is what freedom is all about 
the freedom to achieve what you're here to do. And by doing that, you're giving it's, it's expressing outwards externally and you're giving to the community, your talent, your gift. And, um, but unfortunately that's getting twist and turned and used against people because people aren't in that mindset of self mastery, bettering themselves, becoming more, uh, becoming a moral person and doing what's right. We are in a state, a human condition of slavery where we are being violated on a daily basis. So a lot of people can't even take that time and energy to achieve what they're here to learn. This creates a feedback loop. So it's a, it's a tricky situation. And this is why it's so important to, uh, to jump in this good fight, but also know your attributes, what you're good at, what, you know, what you want to do, but utilize that in the fight for freedom. You know, one aspect of that, that I find a little difficult, um, is many people start to think about the idea of fate, you know, that life is deterministic, that, um, if it's all figured out ahead of time, who cares anyway? You know, I'm just like an actor in a play. But um, to me, it's very clear. The idea of freedom is this amazing, what I call source divine energy, is that anything can happen. That we, you know, um, we do have this ability to change reality. Um, every moment of our life, the things we do affect the physical world, and that's a way for us to see and physically feel how natural law works, basically, in terms of, you know, you throw something through the air and then it hits something. Something happens. It breaks, you know, or the thing you threw breaks. Something happens. Every little action you take, something happens. Yeah. And you're able to change things. You know, it took – how long did it take the universe to – to make the beach look the way it looks or, or the snow to fall, you know, and then I can just go out there and kick my foot through the sand and make a shape or push the snow aside and make a snow angel. You know, it, it took all the power of the universe to make the sun and the wind and all this stuff happen the way it is. And yet we have this incredible power to just show up and start changing things. And so that's more amazing than people realize. And then when we work together and do things, um, I mean, how did the pyramids get built? You know, people don't even know the answers to there's so many things on our planet that don't even we haven't even solved the mysteries of things that exist in physical form here on this planet. You know, and so there's a lot to be figured out and explored. You know, we have more capabilities. And that's to me pretty exciting that that we do have this a lot of room to grow. And so I think for those of us that are in some ways feel like we're getting cornered or pushed up against the wall since COVID, um, it's time to realize that this is actually the biggest opportunity we've ever had for growth and change because even if there's only a few of us, other people that can see through this unreasonable situation and employ actual reason, um, we have the ability to connect with each other and form new things that never existed before. And, you know, we have these, this technology that we never had before in history um, in our favor. So as difficult as it is, it's also um, an exciting time and a big opportunity to um, change things for the better. 
and I've been seeing some of that. So yeah, trying to keep that upbeat. We're, we're co-creating, right? So let's 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 get at it. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know um, I'm reading a book right now, um, and when I say reading books, I always listen to books because that seems to be what works for me. But it's um, the book I'm listening to now is called Atomic Habits by the author's James Clear. And he talks a lot about implementing little changes in your life. And this is kind of what I've been recommending to, to folks that I talk to. Um, if you want to make changes in your life, if you want to start being more part of the freedom movement, let's say, or you want to start writing, you want to start your own podcast, these things are not things that you do overnight. You know, they, they happen in small little incremental steps. And so what I was talking about before, we do have the ability to change things in the world, but we don't have the ability to turn the sky orange overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't do big things all at once. We can do little things step by step, incremental changes. So, yeah, you, you know, um, what are some of the things you do in your day to day life? Will you have a really good, um, Discipline, from my point of view, somebody that that um, works on a lot of things, and you you've been building them over the years. Like you you do um, uh, plants and I want to say farming, small really small scale farming and gardening, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, studying, learning, and presenting. You know, it, there's a lot to all these um, disciplines. So, where would you kind of recommend people kind of get started on some of these things? Absolutely. Well, I can speak from, from my, from me, you know, this is stuff that, I mean, people need to discover on their own what they're into and what their, you know, what their, their passions are. Um, I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none. Like the good old saying, I like, I just like knowing things. I like learning, um, information and skills, but ultimately, um, you know, my, my passion is definitely, um, uh, plants and gardening. And, uh, I love being in harmony with animals and the natural world. I fixate on the natural world and want to, my goal, it's a, a reason why it took me so long. It took me like two and a half years to finally commit to doing videos because I was very anti-technology. I wanted to be closer to the act, to the natural world and to the earth. Um, so, you know, that what's the balance there, right? It's, it, it is discipline. You know, I could do these podcasts and, 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 uh, advance my, my tech, technological know-how, but yet still do my gardening, my, you know, my ritual, my daily habits, um, that keep me balanced. Cause that's what it's all about. You want to be balanced. As soon as the imbalance happens, that's where you're going to have issues. And like you said, it's baby steps, just small day to day habits. Um, and it, it helps for me to write, write them down. I'm very visual. So if I see the steps, like this is what I'm doing in the morning, got it midday, um, sunset night, bam, and focus on the fun, the fundamentals, water, clean water, water is the vehicle of consciousness. This is why the earth is 70% water. This is why the body is over 70% water. So get clean water for food, fresh food, not packaged processed shit. And, um, you know, feet on the ground, connect with the earth and get sun and fresh air. 
you know, stick to the basics and then figure out what works for you. I always, my whole motto is just like leveling up. Like, all right, if I want to be a better graphic designer, I find a style that I like that I'm into and I learn how to, to accomplish that style. And then I keep leveling it up, getting better and better. Like you said, baby steps and, uh, and you know, time and attention, the, the real currency of, of reality. And if you're stuck, ask for help. You know, there's people out there that know and that will be happy that you ask them for help. They'll be like, oh, you look up to me and you're asking me for help. Thank you. Here, I'll give you some help. Here's what you need. You know, so that's some good advice. And um, from there, I want to transition to spend our last few minutes here to um, discuss what's coming up. The Funnel Conference, our project that you and I are working on with our autonomous natural law group. Um, the Funnel Conference is Funnel, F-U-N-L, for Freedom Under Natural Law. And, um, Will, you did an excellent job designing that logo. And um, we're going to bring that up for people to check out in just a little bit here at the end. But um, why don't you talk a little bit about what that logo is about and what Funnel means to you, uh, mm. Will? Yeah, for sure. Um, so the the Funnel logo is a two-dimensional torus field which the torus field is um it's a phenomenal geometric shape this is also the field of our aura as above so below the 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 um the aura the field magnetic um field of the earth is a torus as well um same with the aura and the magnetic field of the human body is a torus. So it symbolizes, you know, the law of correspondence as above, so below, as within, so without, meaning that we're, we, we're taking in cosmic universal knowledge into the self. So from the macro into the micro, and then we output that into, um, into reality you know, through, through creation. And this creates the ripple effect, you know, the, the Taurus field, it keeps going. Um, it, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal, um, uh, geometric shape that we can see all through nature. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this conference, man. It's, um, it's going to be a good one. we got some great present uh, presenters like yourself. It really makes me think too, of like that impact point of where we discern truth, you know, and, and that, that center point of, is it right or wrong? You know, is it stealing or not stealing? We take in all this information that seems overwhelming and we funnel it all down to one thing. Is it right or not? You know, and when we're able to solve that, we're all able to export, you know, the answer of what we should do. You know, nope, I shouldn't do it. That's a form of stealing that's taken from people or not, you know. But yeah, I'm excited about this conference. It, It really is pushing me to put together like, my best presentation, you know, and I'm putting a lot of energy into the presentation I'm doing. It's called the ultimate connection. And it's about, you know, what I was talking about, the, you know, the divine creative energy and, um, source energy and a little bit of the origins of humankind and a little bit about what we can do, um, as individuals. And I'm excited to see your, presentation and doms on self-defense and um to me this is really exciting because it's like we didn't have any authority telling us 
You know, I mean, I guess there was Mark Passio telling us we needed to get out and start working on the great work through the podcast, but he didn't say make a conference, you know. <laughs> we were inspired because they made the seed conference, because they made the other conferences. And so inspiration, now man. Inspiration. Putting, yeah, we're putting that inspiration out there and inspiring each other to do this thing. And it's going to be cool. And then that's going to inspire something else. And hopefully the people that are listening now, um, will be inspired to work on something their own and realize like, hey, Chris and Will are just dudes who got excited about these ideas and put their energy into it and they made it. Look, you know, I'm a carpenter, no good at computers, no good at technology, and I just started learning these things one by one until I was able to do what I do, which still has issues. I'm still ironing out problems like we were tonight, but um, here I'm doing it, you know, and I'm it's pretty, all about excited, evolution. pretty excited about it. Yeah, Yeah, man. That's so, awesome, yeah. brother. Yeah, looking really looking forward to the Funnel Conference and encourage people to check out um, the website we put up. You can register there, um, freedomundernaturallaw.com. And, free um, conference, free three-day free. conference. One more can we, you ask for? We got a nice, diverse um, uh, categories of, of knowledge, but yet it all, they all complement each other into this kind of like totality, like message freedom under natural law. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And just people who met, you know, on Facebook, right. I think that's where we most, mostly all met. Yeah. And, um, just because we were all into natural law and we were all into Mark's work and we, we've just been meeting and talking about these things for, Geez, how long has it been? Well, two years. It's yeah, been longer yeah, than a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's coming on two years, man. Yeah, it's pretty for incredible. Sure. So, good yeah. inspirational story for you all to get out there and um, meet other people, work on your own community ideas, take your step by step choices and and um, initiations and inspirations to move forward um, towards what we all need is to see this renaissance take place renaissance of reason and a renaissance of true care for one another in the future so because earth without art is just eh. Eh. <laughs> all right well Coin thanks so joke. much will for um showing up tonight and hanging out with me on the end evil podcast and we'll do yeah. it again soon my pleasure man thanks for having me chris and um, thanks for helping me work on the technical aspects. Much appreciated. Excellent, man. All right. Can we show that little funnel um, advertisement yep, at the end? Yep. We'll play it right here, and then we'll wrap it up, huh? All right. Sounds good, brother. We'll talk cool. again soon. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, folks, for listening. Appreciate it.